This is Chase, Brody, Dean and Harry, and you're listening to Doss and Toss. Depending on when you are listening to this, yesterday or a few days previously was Are You Okay Day, and it couldn't be more relevant in today's society. It is completely normal to be feeling angry or sad. Please check up on your mates and take time to look after yourselves. If you or someone you know is struggling, contact Lifeline on 131114. Furthermore, let's get into the trench. Before we start today's podcast, I think we need to um, mention the elephant in the room that Harry has not joined the Zoom for today's recording and therefore it looks like he's not participating in today's pod- in this week's podcast. We're unsure where one, he is. So. No one knows where he is. It's it's a mystery. If you know where he is, let us know. So, but uh, yeah, it's quite disappointing from um, one of the key pillars of this podcast. So yeah. yeah. If, you're, if you're a big fan of Harry on the podcast, it's unfortunate that he's not here this week. Yeah. Which viewers will be will we be losing this week? Possibly a few females. Richard Tambling Cup this week. Are you excited? I am. Yeah, yeah. It's um, absolutely that is the only focus that we're we're about uh, at Tigerland. Favorite cups of the weekend. Chase, start us off. My favorite cup this weekend was the uh, Jason Ackermanis Cup. Uh, Brisbane versus the Dogs. And geez, what a game it was! Bailey Smith's goal, Zach Bailey's goal, which I think will will probably be forgotten given the. The dogs on the game, but well, yeah, one of the best games of the season, no doubt. Dean, yep, I'll go next. I've gone with the with the Stevie J Cup, GWS Geelong. Geelong always in the box seat to win, and Stevie J, great career at Geelong, and was good in the early stages of GWS. Um, 2016. Finals as well. Was he suspended for that prelim? And I've chosen one of the biggest units in the league. You can even compare him to Zion Williamson, Marcus Adams, who plays for Brisbane. He's been a, a key asset for, for them this season and played for Western Bulldogs. And what a cracking game that was. Yeah. Shaq, uh, point. That, no, that doesn't get enough. Um, Vandam is point, not Shaqy. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I remember, Brody, you asked while watching the game, would you rather bump into Marcus Adams or Shane Mumford? And yeah. then, like, a minute later, Cody Raymond bumped into Marcus Adams and knocked himself out. So, yeah, yeah he he's a certified unit. Yeah. Which one would you rather, though? Uh, I think, yeah, Marcus Adams is a bit more friendly. Uh, Mommy, he doesn't really hold back. Sausage. Yeah, sausage. And uh, ask Tom Hawkins thigh. Yeah, or Duncan. Well, unfortunately, Harry's not here, so hidden gems of the week. We'll have to proceed. I've gone with Dr. A. What a game he played. 15 touches, 12 kicks, 7 rebound, 50s. But the stats don't matter. The last play of the game, Charlie Cameron, one out inside 50. One of the most scary positions a player has had to be in. He held his ground and didn't win the contest, but got the ball out of bounds. And for Dockies fans, they'll remember that for a while. What a game from DeRay. 
after Cameron kicked three on Eastern Wood, DeRay held him goalless. Uh, Chuch, what did you do? Thanks, Ian. Yeah, that was, yeah, great. Uh, very crucial moment at the end uh, with Cameron. I've gone with my man, Lockie, come on, Ash. Um, only had 21 disposals, and the stats for sale was probably an average game, but it was a low-scoring contest, very congested, and I feel like it was a bit of a line break in the game. Didn't waste a disposal and was a real connector for the Giants uh, into the forward line. So, yeah, he was my hidden gem of the week. And I've gone with uh, Mitch Money Bleep Robinson, who had four disposals and one goal on the weekend. That's ready. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> lads, it is the prelim finals tonight and tomorrow night. And gee, prelims probably one of the one of the best games of the of the season. Uh, there's been some crackers down the down the years, and Hawthorne have been involved in many of them. So, Dean, would you like to share your experiences with some of your favorite prelims uh, involving the Hawthorne Hawks? Yeah, I'll take it away. Obviously, we'll start with 2012 Hawks Crom. That was good. Not as good as 2013. Oh, I think we've mentioned this one on the pod before, but can't. We'll have to mention it again. Burgoyne kicked the goal to win it. Down by 23 quarter time. Kenneth Curse, Hawthorne as chokers, lost the year before the granny. Everything was going through the minds. And to get over the hump and win that game was huge. Um 14, Hawks v Port. Port, in the last 10 minutes, kicked four goals and were coming really hard. And then Hodge, with a minute to go, did a brilliant smother on Brad Ebert and then got him holding the ball, which sealed it for the Hawks in a three-point win at the G. Yeah, well, one of my... Yeah, my favourite was probably that uh, Port Adelaide-Hawthorne prelim. Um, yeah, Port Adelaide had a great comeback the week before against Fremantle. You had your wing guards, uh, Angus Monfries kick four, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the comeback, yeah, it was it was so entertaining. Um, and BT saying, Hawthorne have stopped, Port, and then they were in within within four points. So yeah, that was my favorite. But um, Brody has a few to share yeah. as well. I've uh, chosen 2018 prelim Collingwood versus Tigers. Uh, what a cracking game that was to be at. Mason Cox kicked three goals. I remember watching the game after as a replay. And gee, Bruce's commentary was just delicious. It was Cox is the biggest man every time. It was so good. And he had 11 contested marks, which tied equal to the most in a, in a prelim game. So, yeah, incredible performance by him. And we smashed Richmond. And the year after that, how was the prelim then? Yeah, look, it wasn't great. Yeah, uh, but still one of the best prelims of all time. You reckon? Really? I think it's oh it's, it's, it's very whenever you bad. get a game like that, Josh Thomas lucky goal. Yeah, it was hot. Chase. It wasn't very good for three quarters. Like I don't know. If yeah. Was... Oh no, the, the first half was boring, but the second half was. Uh, I was I was um, yeah I I was nervous that game. I was shitting myself. Yeah, there were a lot of controversial moments. I remember Finlayson's yeah. push against Grundy and then Thomas's goal. I think it was Callum Brown on someone and. It was supposedly holding the ball. They never caught him. Mm. Yeah, nah. But like, yeah, just the adrenaline at the end of the game. Sam Taylor opting to punch yeah. the ball. Just ugh. And look crazy. It was probably a good thing we lost. Yeah, I reckon you'd have put up a better fight in the in the fi- grand final. A couple other ones. Mm. Um, Dogs Giants. I mean, that's what, that was where to match of the decade. 
Uh, last year, Port Richmond. Like yeah. Curvis's last quarter. Yeah, that was, that was, that was yeah. things. Yeah. Brad Ebert. Yeah, the courageous, yeah. And some of the best, uh, Freeland. Say that again, Brody. No, not Leo Barry. It was, um, it was Sydney. First July. Nick Davis. Nick Davis. Davis. That it's was the semi-final. semi-final. Uh, okay. That's all right, Brody. Cut it out. Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> No, uh, no. Um, yeah. best prelim performances. Yeah. Uh, Clay Smith's uh, four. <laughs> Brody, can you let me speak, please? Best prelim performances. Uh, Clay Smith's four goals in the first half of the uh, 2016 prelim. Zach Williams, Giants, calling 2019. Uh, Angus Monfries and Silk, as we said, uh, and Mason Cox as well. I All think then right. last year in that last quarter as well. Yeah, if you want to include him, then. Um, that's fine by me. From the fans makes another return. Uh, another a uh, lot of questions from you, the fans, and we really appreciate that. Uh, we'll start with the first one. Muzza asked, should Duckwood, I mean, should Selwood uh, have been suspended um, when he elbowed, uh, I'm not sure who he elbowed in the semifinal against the Giants, but... Kelly? And he said, yeah, Kelly. And then he said, or should Toby Green have been let off when he elbowed Danger? Um Good question. It is a very good question. I don't think Toby Green should have been suspended. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, the right decision was made with the Selwood one. But this this year, he's just been so inconsistent, so much controversy regarding the um, suspensions, tribunal. It doesn't really make heaps of sense. So hopefully in the offseason, they can, they can sort that one out. Yeah. Well, his name's Selwood, so there's no need to discuss it. Just throw it out and move on. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up we got Corey. Not sure which one. Breakout season next season. Um, so you look at the players. Pardon? A school captain question. Yeah, an interesting wording from yeah, someone of that standard. That caliber. Um, yeah. So you look at the breakout players this year, guys like Parrish and Bailey Dale, and you think, like, who can that player next year. I have a couple. I haven't gone for any second-year players because I don't think that's a breakout player. But a couple third-year players and Keaton Coleman and Hayden Young, both halfbacks, I think they could really break out next year. Uh, I'll throw in another mention to our man, Remy, who loves Hayden Young. Others such as Josh Corbett, Kieran Briggs, Dude and Constable, if he moves teams, I think all those guys have potential to break out next year. Not sure if they'll reach the levels of Parrish and Dale and make the All-Australian team, but they can do something for sure. Uh, we have a live guest um, on the phone here. Um, so this is Bailey Klinger. Bales, what is your question? People who are in trade radar, can they make an impact on other teams? Thanks, Bailey, for your question. Did you guys hear that? Just go over what Bill okay, said. Yeah, Thank, thanks, Bill. Um, <laughs> thanks for your impact. We'll see you. Good night and have, have a good one. All right. So basically, Bill was asking um, players on the trade radar, uh, can they have an impact next season? And Bill, of course they can. Look at um, Alira Lear uh, this season, last season, Ed Langdon. Like trades, trades have a huge impact in in teams, premiership chances, and rebuilding in general. So 
no doubt. Um, we'll get to some uh, trades later on. But we have a... Wow, this is a big question from Adam. He asks, AFL all-time GOAT. Now, I was thinking about this one. And I thinking, what's the criteria? I mean, you can have a player who helps their team win the premiership the best or a player who performs the best consistently throughout their career. Um, the two players that I feel like fit into those categories are probably Dustin Martin and Gary Ablett Jr. So what are you, what are your guys' thoughts, Dan? How do you, how do you judge the, the GOAT? I think it's interesting if you look at like America and the NBA and just the way they view their goats, like it's a big discussion. It's the main discussion when talking sports, but you look at their feeling like it's not really a thing. Maybe that's also the cultural difference, but I think the goat should be judged on just football ability and then the accolades that have come with it and again, winning premierships and what they've done in the biggest moments on the biggest stage. Yeah. And then I'd have guys like Lee Matthews, Wayne Carey, and I think when Dusty finishes, he'll be well up there if yeah, he isn't no already. Yeah. yeah, I agree with Chase there. Spot on. I was going to say the exact same thing with uh, Gary Ablett Jr. and Dusty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you look at personal success, Dusty has a brown low, probably one of the best individual seasons. Abbott has two, would have had three if he didn't get injured in 2014. And then three premierships for Dusty, three Norm Smiths, and then two premierships for Ablett. But could Richmond have won the premiership without Dusty? Probably not. And then Geelong won in 2011 without Ablett. So it's definitely up for discussion. I can't really come to a conclusion because there are definitely arguments for both sides. Yeah, I think uh, with 18 men on the field, it's much harder for like one player to have that influence to be considered the best player ever. Chase, so you think a guy named Dusty, yeah? Yeah, I think a guy might named Dusty might win. <laughs> um, we have a live guest and potentially a special guest later on. Um, Zach, would you like to ask your question? Yeah, so um, I was going to ask, of course, the grand final being announced this week, what time it will be played. Would you prefer a day grand final, twilight grand final, or night grand final. Thanks, Zachy. Um, I mean, I haven't experienced my team playing a grand final yet. Hopefully, um, tonight my team gets into the grand final. But yeah, I think I, I always like tradition. I like it being played during the day, um, and then you can celebrate afterwards. But I'm not really sure if um, there'll be opportunity to celebrate after the grand final. But yeah, uh, Dean and Brody, you guys have experienced uh, a double grand final. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, especially now with the curfew, you'd love a day grand final to get a bit of a celebration on after, maybe chase you and the dogs going crazy, but we'll see. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that would be scenes. I think a day grand final over a night. Um, I just think there's there's more hours in that day to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It is more scenes. Um, do we have another live guest? We do um, the trifecta this week. Yes, Bill, Zach, and Does. Dara, would you like to ask your question? Uh, it's great to be back. My question is: um, Which AFL player has the best style? Yeah, thank you so much for your question. 
It's a great question. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't go into that much depth or research for this one, but off the top of my head, I'm going to have to go with your trusty, reliable Harry Himmelberg. Uh, people may not know that, but if you go look at his Instagram, he's quite with it with the fashion. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, from my opinion, from what I can see from the D's, I mean, Cosy's quite up there. Um with the fashion, got some nice uh, earrings and stuff and whatnot. But yeah, it's an interesting question, Dari. Um, maybe you can give us a, a response and some ideas. Mm. I think CJ from the Hawks. Yes, nice one. You to be fair, honestly, like he looks better without any clothes on. But <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> I, didn't mean that. I didn't mean for that to come out so open, but just because of Harry's um. Who isn't here, by the way? Um, Harry's uh, Look, home home screen. home screen, yeah. <laughs> Harry, yeah. So you know, yeah. What can we do about that? I think <laughs> there it is. <laughs> crack! I call that voice crack on Chase behalf. The fans might have some good ones for that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Brody, you have a question from uh, Jono. <laughs> Should teams be able to go to court to allow players to play? For example, Cody Waitman. So I assume uh, he's talking about uh, players trying to challenge the idea that weeks to get to be able to play again from concussion. Um, I think with the with the research that's been putting in as of late with concussion and the damage it can do, I think it's safe to say that they probably shouldn't be allowed to challenge that type of field or area, like as in concussions, I'm sure you could challenge other areas, but um, yeah, I think it's something you just don't mess with. We still don't know that much about it, but we're gaining further information. So, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a tough question because yeah, the real, we don't really have any uh, definite answers to, you know, how many days is a player need, uh, need off, and that you know the long-term impacts as well it's really so, yeah um with with spud frawley uh they did research on his brain um and they just found out that the impacts of concussion and how it can cause depression and other things so i think it's a good idea to take it seriously and not just focus on one on one game so they can play again because if it happens yeah. again that's bad you yeah, no doubt agreed i think as well with the by scheduled after the prelim by, they'll be eradicating some of the controversy if a player was to be concussed. Uh, heading over now to the list bench start. I'm sure that will be the, the voice track will be put over that. Um, here we've gone the big guns. They're all still left in the finals. Wines, McRae, Clary. I'll kick us, I'll, I'll kick us off. Starting Clary benching McRae and delisting wines. I think Clary was the obvious start, but I've put McRae over wines just with his ability when he has the football to be effective. And I watched wines against Hawthorne rack up. Oh, he racked up a lot of the ball. I was looking for the word there, but clear best on ground but he wasn't that effective with the 
with it every time. Sorry, I'm just being distracted. <laughs> All right, Brody, do the honors. Talking some major shit about the kiddies here. Um, he just returned. Uh, here he is. G'day, everyone. Um, sorry for the late arrival, but yeah, no, we're going to be here better than ever. And uh, keen for the keen to get to um, be on the show with a new guest. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. Harry, yeah, your presence has been quite missed. Um, we have to do hidden gem without you, and from the fans. So, um, guess who? Guess who? Surely not. No, we haven't done guess who yet. We haven't really got through too much, so you haven't missed out too much. But yeah. Um, a warning next time would be preferred. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Just make sure you know what time it is now for when the tell the female fans to join again. Yes, yes, yes. I'll I'll let everyone know about that. Um, okay, uh, yeah. Till this bench start. <laughs> uh, yeah, starting Clary, uh, benching Wines and listing McRae. I think for for balance, you may argue you want McRae and Oliver. Uh, one sort of that inside mid uh, extracting the ball in the contest and then one sort of outside user. But this year, Oliver's taking his game to a next level. His disposal is is elite, kicking inside 50 as well. So I think after Oliver, I'm just going to pick the next best player and Wines is, is certainly earned his right to be um, the next best player after Oliver in, in, that, in that trio. Yeah, really nice chase. Um, so I've gone the exact same as Chizak Captain there. I've gone Stark Clary, Bench Wines, D-List McRae. Harry, off the top of the head. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree as well. I think McRae's a gun, but yeah, he's older, I'm pretty sure, than Wines. And just, yeah, not as damaging. Wines a gun at the moment, getting better each year. So yeah, and Clary, obviously, I think is the standout. All right. It's been a long time coming. He has been present in most of the podcast. He sat with us this whole time. And here he is. It's our guest, Zach. Yeah, thank Welcome. you for letting me be a special guest, boys. No worries. We're so excited to have you on the podcast today, Zachy. Now, Zachy, you've uh, started a bit of a, uh, a business. Um, well, you want to tell us a bit bit about that and what, what you're doing? Yeah, so it hasn't really lift off yet, though. Um, in school, we've been learning about entrepreneurs, and I think it's a great idea. Me, I wanted to start a clothing brand, and thankfully, the guys at Doss and Toss let me design some merch for them. So I've been pretty busy designing jumpers, hoodies, T-shirts, anything and yeah i'm not sure how i'm gonna sell it yet though i'm working on it very nice yeah. very mm-hmm. exciting all right we have a couple of questions for you zach favorite player um, um for hawthorne or for both hawthorne and um, uh did i ask so one? i love watching <laughs> lucky bramble and cj for hawthorne uh i loved watching them run especially when Bramble took Max Gorn on and then got a big push, which wasn't paid as a free. Um, and Tom Mitchell was probably going to rack up another Peter Crimmins medal, leading it, the AFL in all disposals. I love watching him. And, of course, Dizzy Moore, one of my favourite players of all time. Oh, there you go. Um, all right, sorry, just to cut you off, um, I actually saw um, Shane Kuth Jiat's brother the other day running 
um, doing some 400s. His name is Kiwi, Kiwi GF. Um, very similar to CJ. I think he may be older, but yeah, see the resemblance 100%. There you go. So, Zach, um, what, what year are you in at school? Um, I'm currently in year five. All right. So, how are, how are the chicks? We've seen uh, your cousin um, be an absolute star with the chicks. Uh, we saw him at, I'm not going to say the park, but we saw him at a park with the chick and they're just walking, doing laps together. So, what about you, mate? No, I'm I thought we were strictly lonely. football. Yeah, I also thought that. Nah, it's all right. We'll get into this, our guest. <laughs> yeah, go on, Zach. Yeah, um, no, I don't have one. I'm quite lonely, but I got Dean and I know him, so I'll enjoy that. Very cute. Yeah, nice. You're quite composed with the football in hand. Are you composed with the chicks? Uh, not really. That's all right, Zachary. We, you have plenty of time to improve and develop your game. Thank you. Um, Zachy, you've been a star this year, despite the uh, shortened season. So tell us, what's the secret? What's the best way to prefer, prepare for a game? Uh, well, of course, depending on which game. Usually it's an early game for me. I'm in under 11, so we still with the early game. So I'd usually um, wake up. I'd go have breakfast quite early in the morning, of course. Let Bernie out of his crate, let him roam around. Yeah, for my breakfast, I'd just have some wheat bix and Nutri-Grain. I'll be a p- perfect combo for me. Then I'd probably finish getting everything ready, getting my bag ready half an hour before we actually have to leave. So I use that time to tackle Dean and just to play around with the footy to get a touch of the weather. That's an elite uh, preparation. Maybe one of the, our panellists can take some notes. Um, Zachy, <laughs> so let's just set the scene. You've had a tough game. You've kicked five. You've went out celebrating with the team. You come home and you just want to have a rest. However... You want to hear a bit of a story before you go to sleep to help. So, Zachy, tell us, what are some of the best bedtime stories you've heard? Uh, well, probably top 20 have to all be, including Chase. He is the man of the stories. You know, there's no goat in the AFL, but there's a goat of the stories. I'd have to give that to Chase. My best one, I remember one time, I think it was Chase, Guy and Dean, um, they told a story about a zombie and at the end, Turned into zombies. Um, like was Callum Coleman Jones there? Uh, yeah, he was in the background, of course, of Captain Mary. Um, yeah, so Chase, Guy, and Dean all turned into zombies. One wasn't really like a zombie. Dean was just at the back of there, looking like a weirdo. Yeah, but perfect story. That's excellent, Zach. Love that. Love that. All right, we've got to move on. Um, Zach, I reckon you're a chance here to get the first point for the guests. It's guess who. So if you guys are ready, I will Let's commence. Go. Okay. The first player. I was a first round draft pick in 2017. I was drafted to GWS. I used to have dreadlocks. I'm 22 years old and I play for North Melbourne. Aiden Bonner. Good start from Danny there. Yeah, come on. I reckon that's poor. From you used to have dreadlocks, should have given away Zach. Yeah, Harry. Harry, did that not ring any bells? I knew that uh, he was in my fan, my real dream team as well. Oh my! Mm. I had it. I I just once I don't get the first one, I just let it get to my head, and I just don't like calm down. I just relax. 
All right, so quick score check. I think Dana on six, Harry two, Brody one. She shambles. She's an uphill yes. battle from here. She is. She is. No okay. guest has ever got one as well. Come yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it might be a prize if you Jared get one. Jared left but... me in a bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next player. Due to my last name, I am the last listed player in the AFL. Okay. Zaharakis. I was a mature age recruit and played 14 games Can't in my up. debut season in 2015. I play for the Melbourne Demons. I am known for my hard-hitting tackles and all-round grunt. Jake Barney. Jack Barney. I wear number 22. Wow, all five guesses gone. Wow. It's a real trick question. The trick, trick question. The first clue. Wait, um, so sort of puts oh, you Vandenberg, off Vandenberg. Yeah, yeah. Harry's got Wait, him. I thought you said his oh, name was the last listed in yeah, the NFL. He is. He's the last listed player because the V in Vandenberg is lowercase. So all the lowercases at, at the end. Oh, what? Like a hashtag one. Oh. Not, yeah. So, no, I guess yeah. Last. It took me a while to get 22. I couldn't think. Yeah. yeah. That should be better on the numbers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So six, three, one, nil of the scores. I can get this one back. I'm in, I'm in, you know. You are. You are. Okay. Here we this go. This is a bit of a two point round between me and Harry. Yeah, it is. Mm. Again, Zach Brody <laughs> could be a chance. Feel free, boys. Yeah. yeah. Any, any, any danger. I am a 31-year-old key defender. Throughout my career, I have also swung forward. I have had a nasty hip infection, which has derailed Michael my Hurley. last Hurley. two seasons. Uh, Dean was first there. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On my headset, Dean was first. I have kicked 108 goals and played 193 games. I play first and then Michael Hurley. It was. Dean takes the lead. Seven. Harry, three. Brody, one. Guest, nil. And that wraps up another week of Guess Who. Ah. Uh. Unlucky Zach. Um, you know, maybe if you be come, yeah. I'm yeah. one behind Brody, and I only got like three tens. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's all right. Just uh, <laughs> Dean just exerting dominance over the little bro. He's open fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tyson Gold. <laughs> no, he didn't. Brooks, he didn't get hey, get Brigsby, Brigsby. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Uh, shout out to Keegan Brooksby. Oh yeah. Listen, listen, rip. And and um, lost against yeah. Djokovic. So tough week yeah, yeah. to be a yeah. Brooksby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very tough to be a Brooksby. All right. Um, we'll move swiftly on. Um. Uh, yeah. 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 He's got Abby <laughs> yeah. Holmes. To... Yeah. Talking yeah. about how's the misses. There's one. Oh, nice. Okay, Zach, we are. Uh, Zach, getting around yeah, the wag. Uh, yeah, nice. Um, we digress. Okay, so there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Cozzy, Rivers, and Dogger this year, and then you've also got the Port uh, draft trio of uh, Rosie, Dersman, Butters. So I was thinking, what are some of the best draft trios we've seen recently? I'll uh, put out a few, and you guys let me know what, what your thoughts and, and rankings of, of the trios are. So 2017, we had Zach Bailey, Buddha Stasevich, and Cam Rayner, 2018, Rosie Bardis Dersma, 2018 as well, Lakotius Rankin King, 2019, Dogger Cozzy Rivers, 2019, Raul Anderson Flanders slash Jeremy Sharp, whichever um, you want to take there. 2019, we had Sarong Young and Liam Henry. And then 2020, we had Cox Perkins and Reed. Who do you think out of those three will have the most promising future? Zachy, would you like to? Well, I already know that 
probably the Port Adelaide guys. Zach Butters already up there as one of the greatest mids of the past couple of years. Dersma got Ebert's number, very courageous. Dean, why are you looking at me like that? Just <laughs> <laughs> um, to let the viewers know, Dean was looking Zach up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, what are your thoughts on um, on those trios? Who are the who are the yeah, most promising? I think Port probably. I love Port as love well. Them. Yeah, I like that. I like that Brisbane one. Raina Bailey Starchevich. Yeah, yeah, did a bit of research yeah. and um, we'll good Starchevich. Yeah, yeah, it'd be definitely between those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if Rao can reach the heights that he was destined for early, then that would be good. I still have high hopes for um, Sarong Young and Henry. Sarong's proven rising star winner. Uh, Hayden Young is is a gun. He just hasn't played enough games. Then yes, him Henry. Um, yeah, he got yeah, a mention yeah. before. Yeah, my hidden gem three weeks ago. Yeah. He got a mention for breakout stars. Yeah, yeah he did. Oh, three. He's got a hatchet. <laughs> Look, when you talk this much, you know, it's destined to happen. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, no, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Yeah, and then some of the past ones I've dug, dug deep here. Uh, oh, 2001, Ablett, Bartell, Stevie J slash James Kelly. That's going to be probably... The I think that's probably the best out of three. Maybe the nah. next one here. Franklin, 2004, Ruffhead. Yeah, yeah, 2004, Ruffhead, Franklin Lewis. Yeah, sure. I still might go Ablett and Bartell. There's three Brownlows there and a lot of premierships. 2001. Yeah. The big forwards are harder to find. True, true. No doubt. 2001. Yeah, the issue with, um, you go, you go. Uh, Mitchell, uh, Brown, and Hodge. 2006. Is Charles that Campbell? Campbell. Yeah, Campbell yeah. round, yep. 2006, uh, Travis Spoke, Robbie Gray, Justin Westoff. 2009, Richmond, uh, Dusty, uh, Asbury, and Grimes. 2008, probably uh, an underrated one, uh, Daniel Rich, uh, Redden, and Rockliffe. 2014 as well, Dugowie, uh, Moore, and Maynard. Well done. So mm. you'll be sticking with the, uh, the Geelong one or the Hawthorne one there who's... Uh, I think yeah. Hawthorne. Oh, actually, no, Stevie J. Nah, Geelong, 2001. Just. Yeah, Geelong or Hawthorne. Yeah, I'm probably Hawthorne. leaning towards the yeah. Geelong one. Imagine nailing a draft like that can set your whole team up. Yeah, yeah. that's what won the premierships. I mean, look at those. True. Three Not players. Franklin. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Got them there. Got them there. Snake. No, he's a goat. Love <laughs> All right. Following on from Rosie, Bert, Butters, Dersman, like those three, they're always mentioned together. And we want to know what are the some, some things that are just pop into your mind as soon as the other one is mentioned. Um, I'll start with whenever there's a draw straight away, where's the extra time? That's always discussed. I'll let Chase say that one before. Um, Pendlebury in basketball background, a fringe player in Gold Coast. Whenever one, whenever a player's on the fringes of a club, uh, immediately everyone's saying, oh, gee, Gold Coast could be a suitor for him. All right, Chase, I'll let you take away with the others. Um, yeah, uh, Jordan and Sparrow, I feel like they're quite interchangeable. Um, one's always in the team. The other one's Med- Medisub, uh, fighting for the spot. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like Dick and Jonas. <laughs> 
Tom Jonas, by the way, it's a nice name. Um, yeah, ankle and syndesmosis. Whenever in doubt, they, they just diagnose it as syndesmosis. I swear they just made it. Made, I swear they just made it up like a couple of years ago or last year because I hadn't heard of it before that. Now everyone's getting it. So yeah, yeah even the commentators when in yeah, doubt. I have one. Um, oh yeah, I have one off the script. Um, I think whenever you think of like Brad Scott, you think of Chris Scott. Yeah, man, no fans. Nah, <laughs> no, that one, that one. Yeah, Zach, Zach's got a. Uh... Yeah, when you think of Bruce McAvaney, you think of how he used to always say delicious Cyril. They loves that. Cyril, one of his favorite players. And I was thinking more doing... Dennis. Dennis? Librarian. Yeah. Heath Shaw, librarian. Yeah. Scott oh, Pendley's yeah, basketball like, back. Daniel Rich, good kick. Yeah, yeah, Alex Keith, cricket background. Joel Jeffrey Head. Brody, your man, Tom Jock, elite runner. Yes. Yeah. Ran, they always say that he ran a, a quicker 400 meter than Kathy Freeman's Olympic time. Jake Steen. Oh, Harry Sharp, 2K time trial. Yeah, 2K mm. time trial. 5.28, not bad. Yeah. Daniel Adam Lloyd, Tony Carpenter. Chiller and Dunkley. Yeah, they can't get him. All the father sons get always. Jeremy Howe. Jeremy Howe and. Carpenter, electrician, or something in Tassie. Essendon drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <it's> straight up. <laughs> so bright. <laughs> uh, Was very abrupt. Um, Matthew Wade and Jeremy Howe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There'd be some good ones for the Australian cricket team. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Alex Carey. Yeah, Alex Carey Giants. Zampa and his weird posts on Instagram. Zampa and Stoinis. Yeah. Anyway, right, I, think, uh, I think enough in that segment. <laughs> no, it's Zampa. a good one. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, Zampa and Stoinis is like uh, the Trelaw and Dunkley relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We should put up a poll for which do you prefer. Which one's more weird? Oh, one's more. Trelaw and um, Dunkley are more in the like, you know, honeymoon phase. First year together, whereas yeah, right and Zampa they've lasted a while, so I reckon that's a stronger relationship at the moment. Mm. Next, we have our previews into the finals round. Um, the next two games, you know, tomorrow night. Ooh, yeah, late podcast by the way. Um, and also the Saturday night clash between the Dogs and the Port. Chase, you want to kick us off with these cats? You know, your boys. yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I was the first sort of point I was trying to. I was thinking about was who replaces uh, Parfit. Teams have come out, so I think they went with Zach Guthrie, who's been promoted into the 22, and they had still deciding on the Medi sub. Um, the Geelong's forwards versus Melbourne's backs, you know, is, that's what everyone's talking about. Um, Joel Smith goes out, so I, I'm not sure who goes on Jeremy Cameron. I think Hawkins and May, and then Radigalee and Petty, probably Rivers on Rowan, but I'm just not sure who goes to. Cameron, I think Hibbard's a bit too small. Um, so that's an interesting one. But at the other end, it's, it's, it's another interesting contest. Melbourne's forwards are dangerous. They're unpredictable. And I think Geelong's defenders are uh, not in great form. Cole Jasney, Lockie Henderson. So that's also one to watch. And the midfield battle as well, just stars everywhere. Oliver Petrarca, uh, uh, Dangerfield, uh, Duckwood. Um, yeah, so uh, Guthrie, Duncan, Managola. And then just on Joel Smith. Here's a headline you wouldn't have thought like weeks ago, like Joel Smith out for the D's. Like who would have thought? 
Chase. Actually, you, Chase. Came Dave, from nowhere. You tagged me. You tagged me on that Instagram post of it saying Joel Smith out with hamstring injury. Did yeah. you read the comments of other people by any chance? Everyone said, "Who is he? Who is this yeah. guy? Who? Yeah, yeah. Just no one knows who Joel Smith no is. No one knows who he is. He's a good athlete, uh, an average footballer, but like I said, he would have been a good matchup for Cameron. So that's an interesting one. And then Jones has been uh, in, in the emergency, so could be Medi. Who gets the Medi? Yeah, who gets the Medi? Jordan, probably Jordan. Nathan Jones, if you make the grand final. Uh, You'd think they'd give it to him now if he'd play Medi-Sub in the grand final. I reckon it'll be Medi-Sub. They're just saving for it. I don't think they'll do that. There's no room for sentiment, I don't think. We want 57 years. Yeah, Yeah, no Um, doubt. Yeah, so the Bulldogs-Port game, I am... I just think it might might be a bit too hard for the dogs to win. Like they've had to go to Perth in order to go to Adelaide. Um, Bont's carrying an injury. Stefan Munn, I think, named, and he's going to come in like I don't know, not match fit. Um, Keats out, which is huge. Like Dixon's bound for a big game. Um, and yeah, so I think it'll be a very hard task for the dogs to win. It'll be a good game though. Hopefully, like a, as good as last Saturday night. But um. Yeah, I think Port will get the job done there. Brody, what are your thoughts about either game? Um, I think it'll be a cracking game between uh, Port and Doggies. Uh, I think Bond is fine. They also don't have Waitman, which hurts. And was uh, Keith ruled out? Yeah, yeah big out. Just, just said. Just Literally said. just stated everything. Just said, like, said. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I missed the Waitman. I missed the Waitman. He kept, that was he's kept his players to... Uh, I, 11 goals in the past seven games. So that's a huge Eight hour. games, I think. Yeah. Eight, sorry. Um, it was yeah. five in eight games. But... Big, yeah, that's big, big out. All right. But, we'll uh, both... You know, people can come up and, you know, play their role, hopefully solidify a spot for the grand final if they make it. Who is yeah. it? Cordy is a premiership yeah. player. Yeah, Cordy. Good old Zane was a premiership forward, though. So. Mm, yeah. True. Just one last thing. Adam Trelaw, he hasn't been in great form the last couple of weeks since he's returned. Mm. Do we think there's an attitude problem there? Is he probably not playing the role he wants, only averaging 3.4 centre bounce attendances yes. um, in the past few games? I think the issue there is that the midfield time and he's not ad- adopting that forward role with open arms. Yeah. yeah. Um, like we know he's struggled with mental health in the past and like struggling with succeeding and success and all of that. Um, he's also away from his missus. And his daughter, um, who's been in Brisbane. So, yeah, I think it's probably tough for him. And he doesn't have, probably not, yeah, probably doesn't know how to deal with it. Okay, thoughts? Yeah, um, of course. I think, is he carrying any? He had, like, who do you think will win? Oh, who do I think will win? Oh, uh, gonna have to backcourt. Nice. And the other game? Other game. Uh, as much as I want Melbourne to win, I don't want them to win because, of course, I want that 64-year drought to keep going. He's going to get kicked off the Zoom. 57. 57. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get kicked off the Zoom. Chat. Yeah, Zach, you know I'm host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... He's going to get edited out. Yeah, I'm not sure Thanks, Zach. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I, I think returning guests are not going to Yeah, Zach, you have to be careful with your words. Um, Yeah, just one last thing on Trelaw. 
Uh, I know he's obviously probably not in the best situation with family, but they're playing in a prelim. I don't think there's any uh, time um, to be having this sort of attitude, selfish attitude. Everyone needs to play their role, and I don't love to bring it back in the Ds, but I will. Uh, Angus Brayshaw, um, we know how good he was as an inside mid coming third in the Brownlow. He got pushed out to the wing. He's playing a selfish role, doesn't really get enough attention. But, yeah, it's a, he's one of the best guarders of grass, and he's a main reason as to why our defensive game style is so good. So I think you got to have those role players if you want to have a premiership yeah. chance. Guarders of living? grass. What do you do for a living? I guard grass. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it sounds like nothing, but it's actually the reason why we're in a exactly. You can answer. Oh, uh, yeah, I just Googled it. Um, Chalor, 10 disposals on the weekend. So you see him at Collingwood, it's like he's that's not in the realm of possibility, but on the weekend, produce that. Yeah, yeah nice. definitely needs a lift. And, you know, if they make it and he performs at it again, could be uh, in jeopardy of a spot in the grand final. We know Beveridge likes to yeah. uh, flip the magnets, play yes, around. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Next podcast, Chase will either be a happy man or a sad man, yeah. grumpy yeah. old fella. Just as usual, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, depends geez. what Bill's gonna ask. Ask the I keep up the Steve for tonight. Yeah. yeah. All right, Zach, yeah. bedtime. Yeah, bedtime for me. Good night. Thank you all for listening. Um, really appreciate all the support, and we'll leave you on this note. Sorry for being late and thanks, Zach.